is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify him. Christ is born. Glorify him. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Every last one of you, and the multitude and myriad of angels that join you, set my heart ablaze when we sing, O come, all ye faithful. Every year, every year, I hear the beckoning of all of heaven to every one of our souls, saying, O come, all ye faithful. O come, all ye faithful. And what is it that all the angelic hosts point to? What are they inviting us to come and experience? To come and adore our Lord Jesus Christ. To come, let us show him our adoration. For he is worthy, and he's come to save us. And we hear this invitation tonight, and my friends, that invitation is every blessed day of every child of our Heavenly Father in the kingdom of God. This night of the blessed birth of Christ our God, it's a night of glorious splendor, glorious splendor, and glorious manifestations of the kingdom of God upon earth, showing us just how very near to us God has brought everything of his kingdom. It's filled with the glory of God, the revelation that the kingdom of God has now been made so very accessible to everyone that Christ has loved and loves him and comes into him through baptism and being filled with the Holy Spirit. The best word that comes to my mind and my heart every year at this time of season, preparing for this all through Advent, it's this word, tonight is a night of wonder. And I can never come up with a better word for myself, at least, to describe the experience of the birth of Christ, the coming of Christ, and all that he has wrought for us. God becoming man. It is a night of wonder. But I want to tell you something. To comprehend and experience and let transform our lives, the wonder that is before us tonight. There's something that our Lord knows that he must heal and bring us into, and it's this. A return to our childlike innocence. For only in that healed person, that childlike innocence being restored, that life in a fallen world and much suffering by our own choices and by the hand of others. Innocence has been taken away from our humanity that was never meant to leave us. Because in the garden, we were created as blessed children, not in body, but in heart and in mind and in spirit. We were created as children to grow and be transformed by looking at the wonder of God who dwelled with us in the garden. And now tonight, he has come to dwell with us again. And there are so many reasons that innocence has been taken from us or we've lost our innocence. There are so many reasons. But the greatest problem, in fact, I've thought, I think about this every year. You and I know this. That for some incredibly strange reason, and probably for many reasons, after Thanksgiving and entering into Advent and that journey and in coming to Christmas is the time where people's depression comes to the surface. 
Depressions run rampant during this time, more than any other time of the year. I know so many have had so many brothers and sisters in Christ that struggle diagnosed with bipolar. And their darkest season is December and leading up to the birth of our Lord. And I have constantly been scratching my head and wondering, why, Lord, in this glorious season? And you know, the truth is, even in my own soul, as much as I prepare, I find myself recognizing a bit of melancholy in myself. And I ask the Lord the same question about me. What is this struggle at this time of year? Now, there are so many reasons people struggle with these things, but there is a strand in every soul that we need to recognize of why it is we may struggle with these things during this season. It's because of this. Every one of our hearts has a longing to return to childlike innocence. Every one of our hearts is longing for that think, think of childhood. Now, I know not everybody has the same childhood. I am extraordinarily sensitive to that. But think of the purity of mind. Think of nothing weighing down the conscience. Think of the look of wonder on a child's face when he opens a present or is even given the present on Christmas. Have you seen a child's eyes get big? You know what that look is? And then when they open it and see what it is and their eyes get even bigger, you know what the look is? It's wonder. And our hearts are built to wonder, gazing upon our Heavenly Father. We were created for this. And somewhere along the line, not only have we lost our innocency, but we have given in to the most incredible deception that it can never be returned to us. No matter what, no matter what, it just simply cannot. I don't believe it. It cannot be returned to me as when I was a child. What a satanic lie. This child was born to make us children again. Children of a heavenly father. And that is why this night is a night of such holy wonder. And so I invite you now for the remainder of this brief time. As you hear the words of our Lord through holy scripture. I invite you to take a step of faith longing. As that child to sit in wonder at what we see tonight at the birth of our Lord and Savior. And may it continue to grow deeply rooted in you. For the experience of the kingdom of God to blossom in your souls. To blossom in your lives. One of the, my favorite scriptures that's read on this night of all the Christmas scriptures. Is from the Holy Gospel of St. Luke in chapter 2. And it's where we have the shepherds out in their fields by night. Tending their sheep as they would on any given night. Listen to the words of the gospel right on what they experienced. Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Now that we're not awe-inspiring enough for an angel to show up out of nowhere 
and to manifest his presence and for the glory of God to be manifest all around those blessed shepherds. If that wasn't enough, it keeps getting better. <laughs> Consider what came next. Because we're told, and suddenly there was, an, where was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward man. Do you understand what just happened for the benefit of the shepherds, that they might be drawn to the Savior who had come as a child this night? Here's what happened. The veil that had hidden that which was unseen was peeled away for just a moment. And the entirety of the blessedness of the kingdom of God come to earth was manifest before them. You see, the word multitude is a horribly, horribly, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't do justice to what they saw. When it says a multitude, a throng, when it says a multitude, the angelic host filled the sky greater than the stars. This is what they beheld. This is what was so near to them that they could almost touch it. And that incredible angelic song, what were they singing to point the shepherds to the King of kings and Lord of lords now come? They were singing that God is glorified by his coming. Glory to God in the highest. For what? Because he's come to earth to rescue man. To redeem us. Glory to God in the highest. And their song was that his peace has now come to earth. Not just peace on earth. No strife between man. That's a wonderful notion and may it always be. May it become for us. But that's not the peace they were singing of. For Jesus Christ himself said. And you would say later in the gospels. That it was his peace. The very peace of God in Christ, the very peace that he had, the peace of the Holy Trinity is now offered to you on this earth to be experienced. And the goodwill of God, the goodwill of God, not goodwill between men, the goodwill of God towards all those who he created. That's what came to them this night. And that was the song of the angelic multitude. St. John of Damascus, otherwise known as St. John Damascene, an early church monastic who was also a vibrant hymn writer of the church. From his hymn of the Nativity of Our Lord, listen to the words that he wrote to capture the wonder of the kingdom of God coming in Christ. He said, and we sing every year in the church, heaven and earth are united today, for Christ is born today. God has come upon earth and humankind gone up to heaven. Today, for the sake of humankind, the invisible one is seen now in the flesh. Therefore, let us glorify him and cry aloud, glory to God in the highest and on earth. Peace bestowed by your coming, Savior. Glory to you. Today in Bethlehem, I hear the angels. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to him whose good pleasure it was that there be peace on earth. The virgin is now more spacious than the heavens. Light 
has shone on those in darkness. Exalting the lowly who sing like the angels, glory to God in the highest, beholding him, Adam, who was in God's image and likeness, fallen through transgression. Jesus bowed the heavens and came down without change, taking up his dwelling in a virgin womb that he might refashion Adam. I love that phrase. Christ came that he might refashion Adam, fallen in corruption and crying out, glory to your epiphany, my Savior and my God. Just as we talked about this last Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Advent, tonight Christ comes to console your soul. He comes to succor us. He comes to come alongside us, to heal us, to mend us, to bind us up within himself. And to hold us in the bosom of divinity until we are fully mended. This is why he came to us. And by healing us, I love those words of St. John Damascene. By healing us, we are refashioned. We are made new again. A return to the person that we were always created to be. And how we were made by God as those blessed children in the garden. I am so convinced that something deep inside for us is groaning for that return. Groaning for that innocence to return to us. Something deep inside calls out for it. And tonight, my friends, what our innermost being truly longs for is now made possible. Every last one of us can be refashioned into purity into spiritual virginity as the church talks about where there's no weight on our conscience and we are enveloped by Christ our God it doesn't matter what you have done in the past he's come it doesn't matter what's been done to you he comes alongside you he has filled you he has manifested his divine power and glory within you that you might mend and be made new again a refashioned in the image of your God, holy, innocent, again. I spoke to you the words on this past Sunday of Saint, in St. Luke where Jesus, quoting the very prophet Isaiah that he gave words to describing his ministry. Let me remind you of those words because then I'm going to finish them with Isaiah's further words. Jesus said of himself, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is his ministry, suffering us, healing us, binding us up in himself. And from his ministry brings consolation to our souls, but now the rest of the words that God gave to Isaiah from Isaiah 61. Because here is our blessed return because of this babe come tonight. Isaiah 61 told us that his ministry would bring comfort to those who mourn. To console those who mourn in Zion. To give them beauty for ashes. 
the oil of joy in exchange for their mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. My friends, today is the beginning in remembrance. It is the beginning of the great offering of the exchange of all of our brokenness. Did you hear the exchange? The oil of gladness in exchange for your mourning, for your brokenness, for your suffering. Beauty instead of the ashes. The shepherds, when they saw the manifestation of all this glory and how close the kingdom of God had come, it's important for us to note their response. Because the manifestation was purposeful to woo them towards something and they responded rightly. After seeing the kingdom of God unveiled right before their very eyes, what were they so compelled to do? I must go to Christ. I must go to the one manifest today. I must go to the one that all the kingdom of God is shouting glory about. This is the one I need. My friends, I tell you this, that in all of the brokenness that we have and our, our loss of innocency, with God, nothing is impossible. And if we will look at the manifest glory of the kingdom of God radiating on a night like this and every day in the kingdom of God, if we will sit with wonder and look upon our Father and look upon all the experience of God in the kingdom of God, what will we be driven to? will be driven to the Son of God who came and wrapped our flesh around his divinity that we might be made whole. And if we will do that, we will have that great exchange and we will be able to be children of our, children of our Abba Father again in innocency of soul, in innocency of conscience. Isn't that what our heart longs for? Then go to the babe. Go to the one who took on flesh this day. Because Christ is born. Glorify Christ is born. Glorify Christ is born. Glorify In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.